0: from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars Animation Podcast. Welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for our Forces of Destiny recap. I'm your host, Cassie Scutch, and today we are talking Season 2, Episode 4 of Forces of Destiny, which is Jen's trade. Um, It's been a little while since I've been on here, um, and I feel like I've done that a couple times uh, since coming back for Season 2. This week has been uh, an odd week for me. My birthday was on Friday, February the fifteenth, and prior to that, um, I had a few nights where I meant to record, and then something came up, and then on my birthday, you know, I was doing stuff with family, and I had planned to record Saturday night, uh, coming home from dinner, I you know was saying, okay, well, uh, Dad, my dad told me he he said you know let's we're gonna go out to dinner Um, and I said well why don't you and my brother go out without me Um, mom isn't home right now and I will come I will stay home and do my podcast because I haven't been able to do it yet this week and he said no it's fine you can do it after dinner and I was hungry so I just said okay fine whatever I can do it after dinner Um, and I had known it was coming because my mother had not um, been pushing me to set up a birthday party but I guess I did not think about it having happened that night but of course I get home from dinner and my kitchen is filled with some of my best friends Um, and there was a party surprise party that had been thrown for me which i'm grateful for um but it was something that i was not uh expecting and uh after that you know there's cleanup after a party and i didn't have time to come and record a podcast so it is now almost 3 a.m um monday night and i couldn't sleep and it was kind of gnawing on me that oh shoot i have not done my episode from last week and it is now into the next week and I should probably get that done and since I have kind of I've been saying this again for weeks but I feel like we are going to be getting some kind of news this week um, I'll go ahead and get um, an episode out of the way with the tiny itty bitty bit of news that we had from the past week. so yes my birthday was february the 15th it is now february the 19th i believe yes night early early february the 19th um and i figured i would come on and do this episode um and just like life updates uh i've decided not to go and do the final show with my company for this year my ballet company so i will be able to kind of uh allow a little bit more of my time to getting the podcast done, hopefully, Um, if I am able to keep up with schoolwork, which I have been able to while doing shows and keeping up somewhat frequently with the podcast, even though um, I know that I definitely am not that great about being consistent in getting these out. I do try to get one out at least every once every week and a half um so that's a little bit of a problem with me but I'm still trying to get that figured out and of course we are um a a fourth of the way through (laughs) the last season of Forces of Destiny so you know better late than never but hopefully uh I can I can get Uh, things done and I'm going to try to get another episode um, out by the end of this week Um, and I'm saying that on here so that I can try to keep myself uh, to that plan and hopefully we will have some other news uh, by the end of the week that I can report on and I think that that is imminent um, because as many of you guys may know um, the principal photography for episode 9 wrapped up earlier this week and I think that that being done is going to allow for them to be able to maybe get us a little bit of information and give us a little bit of news and well first of all it's great that it's done that means that we know where we're at And there is definitely, for sure, a movie that is done and ready to come for us. And, you know, that's not saying that there will not be any reshoots or anything going on. But they are moving into post-production. And that post-production area is where we finally got our title for The Last Jedi um, while they were editing the crawl. And I think that has to do with um, maybe the fear and expectation of some kind of leak Or hack or something of that manner Um, and so maybe we'll be getting a title soon I think until we had um, the wrap of the principal photography uh, done and in the books and we knew about that I think that that wasn't a possibility and I haven't I haven't gone back to look at to see where The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens kind of ended with uh, their filming but I imagine it was probably beforehand, and I know that going into episode 9, they didn't have as much of a game plan, I think, as they had for the other movies, and I apologize if I'm talking really fast, but it is 3am, I obviously am wide awake, um, and that's to do with uh, caffeine, (laughs) and the fact that I had a chemistry assignment to work on, Um, so there's, you know, that type of thing going on. <laughs> anyway. So I. It obviously did not work with the last episode. Where I didn't say that we were going to get a title. So maybe if we just keep saying it. It'll happen. Um, but I think that that is coming soon. Um, we're getting in. You know it's almost March. We're well. We're well halfway into February. Um, and celebration. Celebration is in less than two months at this point uh, which means that we will be getting some kind of a teaser or trailer or some type of footage from episode 9 at Celebration. If we don't there will be riots so I imagine that we're going to be getting a title pretty soon. I don't think that they cannot give us a title this far out from getting some kind of footage and another thing I wanted to talk about, and I know I say that I'm reluctant to talk about rumors or leaks, but this is one that I've been seeing constantly being uh, talked about, and it's something I did kind of want to address. Is that the rumored titled for episode rumor rumored title for episode nine is uh, Star Wars Balance of the Force. A Reddit user had. Uh, I don't even know the full story. I don't know if it is something that has been changed while said from person to person, but apparently a Reddit user had been able to hack into starwars.com and see, you know, their future, uh, layout, um, that had featured the title Balance of the Force for episode nine and kind of they were proposing that that is our episode nine title. And while I actually really like this title and um, think that it would very much be something that I hope they would use, and I do want this to be our title. Um, I do want it to at least be something similar to this. I'm also very reluctant to listen to leaks and listen to rumors. And so, you know, I take this with a grain of salt. But I think I've said it in previous episodes that I think that this is where we are going with Star Wars. And I think that that is um, a conscious choice that they've made throughout uh, putting out content. Even from, uh, you know, the prequel era is talking a lot about the balance of the Force. And needing to find the balance. And I don't need to tell any of you guys that we as the audience know that that our heroes think of the balance as light side, but us as the audience know that that needs to be, obviously, it needs to be a balance, like a scale with light and dark. And it's something that um, The Last Jedi has definitely said out loud, and they want us to get that. They want us to get there, and they're pushing us in that direction, but we have also gotten a lot of evidence of going in this direction from the animated uh, medium and the shows that have come out through there um, with the father, the son, and the daughter, you know, the difference between Cain and Jairus and other Jedi, um, the idea that Ahsoka is, you know, I am no Jedi, which um, I think we've gotten to a point as, we've gotten to a point as fans of Star Wars where we know that Ahsoka is kind of an idealized of an idealized version of who our heroes need to be and it is this perfectly balanced person and I think that that is where we're heading. If the Reddit user, you know, saying he hacked in and he saw that this was um, something that they had slated, I don't think that Balance of the Force is te- necessarily going to be a title. But it definitely will be some type of a tagline um, or another or just something, you know, some marketing uh, slogan that they're using for this uh, particular installment of the Skywalker saga. And I think that it is where we are going with this last episode and I think that it is uh, the end game. If you will for uh, what we are doing with this trilogy and with Star Wars as a whole obviously (laughs) Star Wars is not going to end uh, after episode 9 comes out but I think this main idea of what it means to be balanced and what the chosen one or ones or whoever is supposed to do um, that's kind of going to be solved within Episode nine and we all know this and I'm not telling you anything you don't already know Uh, This is just something that it's um, it's kind of like a dramatic irony in a way, you know, we know but our characters don't know Um, and they've made sure (laughs) over the last 10 15 20 years that we know Um, and so It's interesting that we're getting to the point where um, it all binds together, you know? And so I'm excited for that. I'm skeptical over whether or not this is our definitive title, um, and I don't want to say that it is. Um, As I said before, it's just a rumor. I don't like to report on rumors, but I do kind of want to address that um, because I think it is, in a way, important. And I think that the fact that um, people within the fandom, I don't like that word so much, I use community, I feel like fandom has almost a negative connotation to it. Regardless, um, I think that it is important that the fandom as a whole has clinged on to the idea of this being our episode 9 title because I think that means that we're ready <laughs> I think that means that everybody's on board they know where we're heading with episode 9 and we all know what's kind of going on here and so I'm excited for that um, and I think that uh, regardless of whether or not this is our title I don't think so um, I think it'll be something that we are not expecting at all or maybe it isn't but that's another topic that I'll, I mean, barely really need to talk about, but I feel like when there is a rumor, um, and it is right, uh, we have about a 12-hour window of them, uh, of, of an actual announcement, you know, uh, announcing that said rumor was correct, but pretending it was their own announcement just to save face, and I have been seeing this rumor for at least a week, maybe two. At this point, um, so that's the main reason that I don't think that it is true is because we have not gotten any kind of announcement or release when it comes to this particular uh title. And um but I just I thought it was an interesting thing that we uh, that that we as a group have been talking about um and I think that it is important um but I also think that everything's important Um, but we don't have any news other than that there's a couple rumored shows um but I don't like getting into rumors unless I've seen them for multiple 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 weeks which I have for uh Balance of the Force being our rumored title um so if uh, it's prevalent information within the next couple weeks. Um, I'll bring it up, but as of right now, I won't because I don't think that there is any um, any validity to any of the claims that I'm being, I've seen. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get on to the episode. Calculate the jump, chop. Oh, my boyfriend doing. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! (laughs) Hand it over, Ewok. No! No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. <coughs> Episode Recap Jin Ursa is walking through the streets of a city on the planet Orb Mantell when she sees an Alina merchant casting away a Chandra Fran boy who is a thief. When Jin asks the merchant if there is a problem, the merchant says, not if you can pay, and displays several fruits in a basket. Jen manages to buy a fruit for herself by paying a credit. The merchant says she can get a whole lot more with her necklace, but Jin responds that that is not for sale. She is watched by the Chandra youngling who is hiding on a roof. Jen leaves with the fruit. While she is walking, the youngling thief slips down a pipe and steals her necklace. Jen calls for the child to get back here as he scurries back up the pipe. Jen gives chase. The boy hide, hides under a large vase, but Jen catches up. The youngling climbs another pipe and scales a building. After, after crossing a gangplank, he throws it down to prevent Jen from giving chase. Jen uses her staff to catapult herself to the other building. The Chandra fan boy flees down a chimney and Jen realizes she is, do, she is doing it the hard way. When the boy emerges from the chute, Jen corners him and tells him that she is a feeling he he would come back here. Holding the youngling's hand, Jen tells him that the necklace is really important to her. Realizing the boy is hungry, she gives him her fruit and tells him that is all she has to offer. The boy is grateful and thanks Jen, who allows him to walk away. Okay, so a few things kind of jumped out to me at this episode. Um, First of all... The fact that we are getting a little bit more stuff going on with Jen's necklace, um, and I think that it was somewhat important within uh, within Rogue One, uh, just that it had been given to her by her mother, and of course it is a Kyber crystal, and we kind of have that mentioned uh, within Rogue One, um, and that it is very sentimental to Jen, and I think that it is important that in her years of you know living kind of not on the streets but not living quite comfortably that she has kept that with her and i think that that is important thing that is an important thing um coming from her character because i don't think that she necessarily comes off as the sentimental type but she does have this pendant that she has held with her and that is very important to her and I think that that reminds us that family is very important to her and that comes a lot with the narrative and her kind of storyline within Rogue One is that family is important to her and regardless of how she feels about her parents and how uh she thinks that they're dead and she hopes that they're dead and those types of things uh she keeps this necklace regardless um even if it does mean that she is able to sell it um for a whole lot of money because as uh, all of us know and it is kind of it is stated in this episode but kyber is very very expensive and it's worth a lot um i guess we don't really have any real uh thing to base it on here on earth but um very precious um and also I don't think that she would sell it to a merchant on the street for some fruit because I think it's worth more than all any any amount of fruit that that merchant could have had and she knows that but that's not the main purpose of her not um selling it I think that it is important that she keeps it for sentimentality's sake, um, and it is from her mother. She doesn't have many things from her mother. Um, his mother died when she was young. Uh, I don't tell you that much. Um, I'm going into this episode reminding you, Rogue One, not one of my favorites. Um, it is on the definite lower half of my Star Wars ranking list, which changes day by day, but, um, I know about where Rogue One stands um so I have not seen <laughs> Rogue One as much as I would uh as much as I've seen some of the other movies uh but of course I've seen it uh, more than <laughs> the average movie goer um not that that makes much of a difference <laughs> um but I think that that's an important thing to uh note Is that we get more information kind of about her necklace and its importance to her Um, And I think that's something that also uh, we see With other characters um, and with the whole line of well, it's not for sale um, brought me back or forward uh, however you want to think of it um, to uh, the Force Awakens, uh, when Rey refuses to sell BB Eight even though it would mean a lot more food for her, um, and that it's kind of not necessarily the same. I think BB Eight served a different purpose for Rey as uh the necklace did for Jen, but it is, um, in a sense the same because it's reminding Jen of her family, um, and BB Eight is uh, giving Rey some sort of, uh, companionship where her family was not able to, um, and so I thought that that was an interesting similarity there, especially just in the fact that it was essentially the same line, um, the droid's not for sale and it's not for sale, uh, pretty, pretty similar, uh, there, and so I think that that's, uh, that was definitely something that was purposefully done, and, Um, it doesn't take a genius to pick up on that, I don't think. Um, so I think that that was an interesting thing that they added in there, and I think it adds a little bit of a layer of even if they are hungry or they don't have all their basic necessities, that there are certain things that are more important to them than that, um, and that makes them, I guess, in a sense, not better, but at a higher place, emotionally or uh morally than some other people because if I was I mean if I was starving duh I would have sold BB-8 second without a second thought and I'm sure most people would have been the same but that's what separates the normal people from these characters um and I think that that's I think that that's a point that's being made um and I think that that's a definite point I think that that is something that is of note and something that is uh, there to be talked about. I don't know really how to word that. <laughs> um, now, I was watching this and the Chandra Fanboy, Chandra Fon, whatever, however you say it, I don't think we've ever gotten definite wording and if we have then I don't quite remember it. Um, the Chandra Fanboy, uh, we did have a, a s- a young Chandra fan, um, in a previous episode, uh, of Forces of Destiny with, uh, Sabine and Ketsu, which was the newest recruit, um, and initially, when I watched this episode, I thought, oh, is that the same kid? Um, because the newest recruit did take place on Garel, and a couple of the episodes that we've had with Jin take place on Garel. However, um, this episode does take place on Ord mantel, but I don't fault myself for making that kind of judgment first off, um, because I think that our introduction into the boy or child, I don't remember if it was a boy or girl in Newest Recruit, was he was uh, in a crate of rations trying to steal food, and of course here in Jin's Trade the Chandra fanboy was stealing food. Um, And so I don't know if this is an oppressed species or if this is just a um, coincidence, but it's important that we see that this is, you know, multiple instances of a child who is stealing or putting himself in danger for food because they're hungry, and they're not getting fed, um, and that's under the reign of the Empire, Um, and they're alone, there's no parents around, and they're willing to do a lot just to eat, Um, and obviously this was not uh, the same kid. I think that it being the same creature is what um, made me kind of pay attention to those two episodes and kind of the similarities between that, and I think that that's a lot of what uh, we see when it comes to, uh, characters that are not, um, our main characters who might be causing trouble but are not, um, necessarily the villains, is that they are just trying to eat and that's something that we don't, uh, have in this day and age, in at least our first world, uh, where... If you're being able to listen to this on a phone or a computer or a tablet or whatever, you know, that's not something we see a whole lot, but it is something that we see in Star Wars because it's not an idealized world and there is famine and there is hunger. And I think that us, I think that that it's purposeful that that stuck out to me and I think it probably stuck out to other people if they were uh, watching Forces of Destiny order like I am and analyzing uh, like I am which maybe people are not <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting that that's something that I'm able to connect to something else in Forces of Destiny and that that is something that uh, is obviously being pointed out when it comes to the reign of the Empire. And this is not the only time that this has been pointed out, maybe not in Forces Destiny, but when we get back to uh, Rebels, you know, the first mission that our, uh, the Ghost Crew went on was, or at least the first one we saw them going on, was to bring food to those in Tarkintown, um, those who were not able to feed themselves because of the Empire. And that's something that is a, gro- it's a problem that we've, been able to see from following um the rebel side of the conflict is that well people are not able to eat um and basic necessities are not being able to be met and the good people are those who help the less fortunate uh who and those who are being affected in that way uh by the conflict between the uh empire and the rebel alliance and i don't know if that was what was supposed to uh in necessarily be coming from this episode but i think that it is um i something of note and i don't think that it is uh really needed to be gone as into depth as i am uh because i think it's pretty obvious uh where that's coming from and what we're trying to get from that and what message is trying to be sent but i think it's interesting that they are making that we're getting a conscious effort to show that and that it is something that is very plainly being demonstrated and I know that um, and many of you guys know everything has a meaning and I think that it is important not just that we are being told this but that they're making sure that we know this Um, and I I was re-watching Rebels uh earlier today uh i was stuck in the house um and i wasn't able to record it was too loud but i decided to rewatch the last season of rebels or the last half season the whatever the half last half of the last season of rebels and there was a line you know that says it's it's art everything means something it was sabine um and I think that that was, of course, Dave or and the story group speaking to the audience. Um, obviously through Star Wars Rebels and, you know, we already know this, is that, like, everything that a character says and everything that happens could be interpreted in a way that does 100% mean something or not (laughs) and it could just be us overthinking things but i think at least in the way of rebels and this is something that uh i love this is why i love rebels as much as i do is that everything means something um and going again way off base like i did last week with this because i don't think i'll get another moment to mention this but while re-watching rebels ezra yells of course spoilers if you haven't seen it but i I figure if you're listening to me and you listen to this podcast, you've seen Rebels in a world between worlds when right before Ahsoka jumps back in the portal and goes back into time to Malachor, um, Ezra yells to her, you know, when you get back, find me. And you know, when you get back, that means like, when you get to this time period, you know, find me. And by that he meant, of course, you know, come to Lothal and help us, but in the end, What that really translated to, for at least us as the audience, is, you know, in the epilogue when she comes and finds Sabine and they are getting ready to go on this adventure or whatever to go find Ezra wherever he ended up with uh, Thrawn and going way off base. But I think that it is important to note that they are trying to get us to notice this. Um, And I think that, uh, I don't know. it's. Something to think think about, and I think that that's all of me talking about Forces of Destiny really is. It's like, I'm not telling you anything you couldn't pick up on your own, um, or that you don't already know. But I think it's interesting to think about these things, and I want to point out the things that I think about when I go into depth in these episodes. And maybe other people can think about those things with me, (laughs) um... And so, last thing I wanted to talk about a little bit, get in here, is that with one of our other episodes with Jen, which was The Stranger, where she um, helps the little girl whose cat was being taken away. And I, in that episode, uh, mentioned my friend Oliver and how he and I had had a talk um, about how that episode was completely out of character for Jen and how she would not have been helping this little girl, um, she was lying low at the time, she was all out for herself, all of this. But when I come and see this episode here, Jen's Trade, and I see her helping the little boy even though he was trying to steal from her, and why would she help him? Um, it does remind me of that episode, The Stranger, and also in Rogue One when they're on Jetta, and the she saves the little girl, even though she was putting herself in danger to do so. And I realized through those episodes is that Jen has a soft spot for kids. And I think that it, this is done purposefully, as everything is. And as I say every week, blah, 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 is done purposefully, but I think that we are, um, seeing the soft spot she has for kids and helping kids and making their lives easier is because she sees herself in them. Uh, she was abandoned as a kid, or not quite abandoned, but she lost her parents as a kid and she was forced into, you know, a life of working for the rebellion under Saul Guerrera. And I think that she wants to help these kids because, like I said, she knows in a sense what they're going through. And she knows that things are rough right now. And if she can help them in any way she can, then that's something that she's gonna do. And that's important to her. And I think that that's important for her character because I think that that's um, what she pulls in upon with herself um, in order to put any past grievances and selfishness aside to help rebellion in getting the Death Star plans and wanting to uh, do everything that she does in Rogue One and I think that this is also just important in terms of why we have forces of destiny because I like I said I don't like for uh, don't didn't like Rogue One I didn't really get what was going on not that I didn't get what was going on but I thought that her entire kind of journey as a character within that movie was very choppy and it didn't make sense. But as I go through Forces of Destiny, I see Jen's episodes, I'm seeing bits of why she was the way she was in Rogue One and how her character was able to, how she was thinking and and what, caused her to do the things she, that she did um and I think that's also just important in terms of like what forces of destiny is for i understand rogue one a little bit better just from seeing Jen's episodes and forces of destiny and and I really i'm I'm so glad for forces of destiny because I think um, until until now I kind of I still didn't really get Jen and I didn't I still won't say I love that character but I understand it a lot more and I understand her decision making and what was going down um in Rogue One a little bit better now that I've gotten to go through Forces of Destiny and understand what's going on um and so I'm glad I got to do that and I think it's if you're having problems with a character, and you're having problems with understanding what's going on, and maybe it doesn't work out in your brain the way you think it should, uh, I think it's you should go and watch Forces of Destiny, watch the episodes that have to do with that particular subject within Star Wars, and maybe it will help you understand a little bit better, because I think it it definitely did for me with Jen and Rogue One. Um, And I'm sorry if this episode's a little choppy. I'm sorry if I'm kind of all over the place with this. But uh, that's my major takeaway. Is just that I I definitely understand that character a lot more. Now that I've really gotten to analyze all of... uh, Not just one episode within Forces of Destiny, but all of her episodes as a whole. Um, Is that she genuinely just wants to help people, even if it's hard. Um, And I... That's, I mean, that's really all. Um, so I think that's where we're going to end it for this week. Um, as always, thanks for listening. And you can stay up to date on all the latest in Star Wars animation news by heading to cells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Rebels Podcast and on Twitter at Rebels Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Rebel Cells. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cassie Scutch. That's C-A-S-S-I-E-S-C-U-T-C-H. And, of course, we're part of the Thunderquack podcast network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network and if you'd like to support us you can do that in one of two ways first by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up all your favorite merch or by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and pledging your support your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the thunder pack like the thunderquack podcast and the thunderquack group on facebook um thank you guys so much for listening i will be back um, hopefully later this week maybe next week with run ray run